have you been investing in your portfolio? Now, I'm not talking about your 401k or your retirement account. I'm talking about your health portfolio. Because inside this portfolio, you and I all have investments and holdings such as our blood pressure, our weight, our cholesterol levels, our fitness levels, our energy and vitality. Those are all investments that we hold inside this portfolio. But here's the truth. Depending on how much or how often we invest in our health portfolio, this will determine if in the next 20, 30 years, we either have built up a ton of health equity that we can quote unquote retire on and enjoy, or it may determine if we end up bankrupt from the health perspective. Now, I don't want you to be bankrupt. I don't think you do either. And so if you want to discover on this episode what is exactly inside this health portfolio and what you can do to begin making investments in it today to benefit your future equity as well as begin to enjoy health flow, aka the cash flow of, of health, starting right now in your day-to-day, then I invite you to keep on listening. Hi, I'm Joseph Olschlager. And what you're about to experience is a brand new approach toward optimizing your health, wellness, and fitness so that you can fully thrive in both business and in life. But get ready, because we're going against industry norms and we're saying no to hacks, shortcuts, bad diets, and tunnel vision on physique and appearance. And saying yes to simple, timeless principles of health and wellness to build a clear, powerful mind, a strong, capable body, and resilient vitality. So you can go get out there and fully pursue your purpose, maximize your impact, and live a deeply fulfilling, satisfying life. Welcome to the Optimized for Impact podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Optimized for Impact podcast. My name is Joseph, and on the show today, I want to share slash challenge you with a unique mindset regarding the way that you think about or value your health, your fitness, and your wellness. So if you choose to adopt this mindset, I believe you will all of a sudden begin to notice that you're seeing changes in your body composition, such as you may be losing weight, getting leaner. You may be waking up feeling more energized, feeling more like yourself. You'll begin to be Um, getting fitter, stronger, be in a happier mood, um, be less stressed, anxious, worried. And all these things, all these awesome things may begin happening without any extra noticeable effort on your part, right? And it's all simply flowing from the fact that you shifted the way you think about your health and fitness. Now, the way this works is because everything is downstream of our mindset, right? Before we can have any result, we have to do something. Before we do something, we have to think about it or make some type of plan, right? And so thinking, the it all begins in our mind. Any result that we have, whether it's um, losing 10 pounds, whether it's squatting heavier weight, whether it's running faster, whatever it is, all first begins as a thought, And so the mindset that we have about things actually is the most upstream or one of the most important factors determining the actions we take and the results we get in the future. So 
On this show, I want to share a way you can shift the way you think about your health and wellness. You can get better results, get them easier, and be able to keep them for a very long time, which I think is what we all want here. So why this matters is because right now in America, especially in the West, it is very, very easy for us to take our health, fitness, our capability, our function, et cetera, for granted until it's too late, sadly, many times. And this is because our current culture is pretty easy. Like it's based on, we have a lot of awesome advances in healthcare. And so we can kind of squeak by with some things not being great because we have drugs that can alter those things. Um, and this is also is due to ultimately our environment. And so it's no surprise to many of us that our current environment, and I'm thinking about our food environment primarily, is very obesogenic, to use one of the words that, that uh, many experts use, meaning that in our eating environment, in our food environment, it is very, very easy, very simple. And you are, in a sense, subconsciously marketed to consume foods that are very high in energy and low in nutrients, okay? So fast food is the obvious example, right? Not many nutrients, but tons of energy, tons of calories. While traditionally, healthier foods are high in nutrients, but are lower in calories, right? That's more the direction that most of us want to go to prioritize eating. But our environment, our current eating environment, very much pushes us consciously, but subconsciously toward foods or behaviors or habits that are not serving us as we look at our health and wellness. And so on the show today, I want to present to you something you can do. And the way you can push back against this and the way you can almost inoculate yourself against this environment or this culture that promotes generally poor health, fitness, and wellness is to make this mindset shift about the way that you think about your health and fitness in the sense that we're going to place subconscious value on those things. We're going to increase the value with which we view our health and wellness all beginning right here. We're going to shift health, fitness, behaviors to become a priority versus just one of the things that we know we should do on our to-do list during our day. And so here's the idea. The idea is to begin to think of your fitness, your body composition, your weight, your energy levels, your vitality, your general health biomarkers, things like blood pressure, resting heart rate, A1C, um, cholesterol levels, et cetera, as assets to invest in, just like real financial assets, okay? So think of your health, fitness, biomarkers as an asset that you are actively investing in. You are an investor and you're investing in your health. And this is just like we would think about our 401k for retirement account, right? Um, real estate or stocks, index funds, et cetera. We're going to value making investments just like we value making investments in those retirement accounts. So we have money saved up when we can retire. We're also going to begin to think of our health and wellness and fitness as an asset that we also invest in. And on this show, I want to give you three ways you can begin to think about your health like a cash flowing asset. And we're going to talk about equity. <laughs> this is super nerdy. We're going to talk about equity, compound interest, and cash flow, and how all those things that are typically investor terms actually are directly applicable to the way that you think about 
health, fitness, going to the gym, what you're eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, etc. But first, the story that kicked all of this off. So a couple days ago, I was going for one of my daily walks, like I do. And the park that I go to has one of those setups where it's next to the playground and it's like one of those little workout, like public workout things where they'll have like some type of like box you can step up on. They'll have some like low bars on the ground that you can do push-ups on. And then they'll have usually a pull-up bar. So every time I go to this park, I will stop at the pull-up bar and usually max out a set of pull-ups. And so I did that and I so jumped up on the bar, knocked out my max set of pull-ups. Um, it, it was a pretty decent day. And I hear this voice behind me say like, wow, that's very impressive. And I turn around and it's this elderly gentleman, his name is Eldon. And he told me that he had started a couple weeks ago or, or months ago, had started also challenging himself to do a pull-up every day that he walked through the park. And he'd built up, so he, every week, the first week he did one, the second week he did two, the third week, every day he would do three when he'd pass by. And he built up to, I believe, week seven. And then he pulled something in his elbow. And which is really a big bummer, right? Because getting up to seven pull-ups, that's awesome, right? And then, so he was injured and he said like, yeah, he hasn't been able to get back to doing those. And so then he started trying running. He started running a mile or two every day. And he, that went pretty well for a couple of weeks until he blew out something in his knee. So now he's like, now I have an injured elbow, kind of an injured knee. I can't do those things. And I'm just now walking, which is awesome because walking is the ultimate thing I believe you can do for your health right now. But all that being said, as I heard that story, I'm, I made, I made some assumptions here based on, um, just looking at Eldon, having the conversation with him. I'm guessing that he hasn't up to this point when he started those behaviors, running and pull-ups that he hadn't been making many investments into his, his health and fitness portfolio. Right. And so he had, and what I mean by that is he probably was not, he did not appear to be very fit. I'm assuming that through his 50s and 60s, it did not appear that he had been regularly investing in fitness, that he had regularly been doing any type of resistance training or running, right? And so he had this low fitness equity. He had very low fitness and health cash flow happening um, because he hadn't had years of making little investments in his health and wellness, aka years of consistent little um, behaviors of exercise and probably of diet, right? And so here, here he was trying to, in his seventies, change that very quickly, right? Trying to like build up fitness and build up health very quickly, but he didn't have a solid base he was coming from. And when you do that, when you have, when you don't have a solid base and you try to increase the intensity and the volume of exercise quickly, you're most likely you're, you're at a higher risk of injuring yourself. And so the way I looked at that was like, Hey, this is just like investing. If he had been investing for years, if he'd built up a solid base by investing in his health portfolio, as I call it, then he would have probably been in a much lower risk of getting injured when he began those activities of doing daily pull-ups and doing daily running. And this got me thinking about this mindset shift that we can learn from 
So we, we don't want to be Elden in the sense that we want to hit our 70s having years of gradual investments, years of consistent investments into our health portfolio. So I'm talking about frequent exercise habits, whether you're going to the gym, whether you're walking, whether you're jogging. I'm talking about um, and little investments into your diet, right? Eating a little bit more nutrient-dense foods, things that are a little bit lower in calories, higher in nutrients, et cetera, right? And we want to begin to build up those investments over years so the time we hit our 70s, we have this awesome portfolio where we have a bunch of equity built up in our health and wellness, which will serve us so much better than it was serving Eldon who did not have that equity in his health, right? And so here are the three things I thought about as I thought about Eldon as I walked away. The three things where financial investment and health investment totally coincide are equity, compounding interest, and cash flow, okay? So equity. Equity is essentially, to make a very simple definition, value that increases over time or value that increases with age. And so in real estate, we see this very clearly where typically in most markets over a 30 to 40 year span, when you buy a house, that house will just naturally be worth more due to inflation and due to um, rising uh, market prices as it goes with age, right? So nearly every real estate investment, if you buy now, will just be worth more in the future simply through equity, increasing inflation and increasing value. So a house bought now at 400,000, probably in 30 years could be worth 600,000 just by the equity building up in it. The same is with fitness and health. As you age, the value of health and fitness becomes so much more valuable because of two reasons. The ability to live independently. As you age, having the literal physical strength and capacity to stay independent, to do your activities of daily living, ADLs we call them in kinesiology, as well as the ability to just have the mobility and the health and fitness to enjoy life when you are older. So two ideas here, two big ones in the mainstream as we talk about health equity and um, remaining independent and enjoying life at the same time and how valuable that is as you age. The concepts are lifespan versus health span. So a lot of people get caught up with lifespan. How can I live as long as possible? You see this in headlines all the time and it kind of is the basic question. We all think like, man, it'd be great to live to 100, right? That's lifespan. Health span is a completely different concept. Health span is a measure of the years that we can live independently and generally free of disease. So for example, an individual could live to 100 years old, but at 70, they develop some type of chronic issue that basically puts them in bed rest. And so they live till 70, they develop this issue, and they lived another 30 years, but they were bedridden. Okay, not a great quality of life in general. Most people would agree. And so their lifespan was 100 years, but their health span, where they're independent and healthy, is only 70. Conversely, an individual could live till they are 85 and die of a heart attack very suddenly. But until that point, they were independent, they were generally fit, generally healthy, and could enjoy life. Their lifespan was shorter than 100 years, but their health span was longer. They had years of life that they found more enjoyable and more meaningful due to having a higher level of health.
And so that's where equity as an investment in health comes into play is as you get older, maintaining a level of health and fitness becomes much, much more valuable to you because it contributes to that health span. Independent living and the ability to have the fitness and the capability and the energy to truly enjoy your life, okay? So that's equity. So as you think about health and fitness, as we shift our mindset to looking at it as an asset for us to invest in, we're gonna think about the equity that we can have when we're 50, 60, 70, 80 in the idea of health span versus lifespan, maintaining health that we can be independent and enjoy life. That's the value of having equity when it comes to your health and wellness. Now we're gonna look at compounding interest. So I believe it was Benjamin Franklin that said, compound interest was the eighth wonder of the world. And across the board, compound interest is the thing that makes the most wealthy people insanely wealthy. There are exceptions, right? Jeff Bezos is one of them. But in general, most, the majority, like 99.5%, you know, 7% of the rest of the people are made wealthy by simply compound interest. Your money building on itself, it's like a snowball, right? You start it rolling. It's very small if you're making a snowman, but as you roll it, it's compounding. It's getting more and more and more snows getting packed into it. And the bigger it gets, the faster it compounds because now it has greater surface area and weight to get more snow. And so the ball builds very quickly at the end right? You spend five minutes pushing around and then like the last two minutes, it grows in like two feet and you can no longer move it. That's compound interest in wealth. But the same thing happens in health because simple habits, simple actions that we build now into our lifestyle contribute on a daily basis, this compound interest of health results. For example, Simply switching out regular soda. I looked at a 20 ounce bottle of Coke, has about 240 calories. If you switch that out to diet soda that has zero calories, we're assuming you're drinking one a day, right? But simply by switching regular soda for diet soda, it could lead to a reduction of 25 pounds every single year. Now, that's not necessarily how weight loss works right? Because at some point, it's not just sheer numbers, you are going to hit an equilibrium point. But the point I'm making here is that by cutting out that 240 calories every single day for a year by replacing with something else, that compounding interest of reducing that caloric level, it will reduce the number of calories you consume that would contribute to 25 pounds of weight. And so that's how health behaviors or health assets can compound. They can either compound negatively, whereas if you don't want to gain weight or gain fat, then drinking that soda every single day is a compounding interest toward a negative result. But by switching it, by eliminating it or switching it to diet soda, you can now begin to compound your results in the opposite direction, right? And so when we look at health, fitness, wellness, the question is, what are small, simple habits, very, very simple lifestyle switches? I'm not talking about massive diet switches like going keto or going carnivore, cutting out an entire food group. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about simple things like parking the car further away from the door at the grocery store so you get some extra steps in. Those steps are exercise. Um, working in five to 10 minute 
walk into your day. Um, beginning to eat a higher protein breakfast, incorporating a high protein, lean protein food in your breakfast every morning. Studies show that usually when you do that, it reduces the amount of calories you eat over the course of the day, right? Which can result in weight loss and maintain a leaner, stronger body. And so these are the compounding interests, these little investments we can make on a daily basis that over time can grow to these pretty incredible results. Okay. So that's the second way to shift your mindset, to think about investing in health and fitness. What are the little things you can do that will build up compound interest to the result that you want, the outcome you want. And then finally, cash flow. Everyone's favorite financial term because cash flow means you get paid and we all want to get paid. So we've talked about equity, compound interest, and now cash flow. So in the investing world, cash flow is literally assets that pay you to hold them or anything that pays you. So it can be your W2 job. Um, that's te technically active cash flow more than passive cash flow, which is one that everyone talks about on social media, right? Passive income. Um, passive cash flow can be things like stocks. Some stocks give you dividends just for holding them. They pay you. It can be index funds in the sense that you can pull out generally something called the 4% rule where you can pull out a certain percentage while still allowing your overall net worth to keep growing. That's essentially passive income or passive cash flow. Then there's real estate, the famous example, right? Where you're holding the asset. If your rent, if you're getting more money in rent than you're paying expenses, that is cash flow you can pocket as the landlord. There's also things like Turo, right? Renting out your car when you're not using it on the weekends or weekdays, like that's cash flow, right? You are getting benefits from things that you are doing or holding. And the same way that you can think about making cash flow, I like to think about creating what I call health flow. Super silly, I know, but health flow is my version of cash flow, but for health. And health flow are things like increasing, it's, it's the benefits you get by having better health and wellness, by increasing your health or fitness, right? It's almost like getting paid, but how your health or your life quality will pay you for having greater health and fitness, such as more energy, right? Do you wake up in the morning feeling more energetic? You're no longer um, cranky, tired, dragging yourself through the day, right? You have a positive, energetic, excited personality. That's health flow. That's like something that you are getting paid for having better health. What about greater confidence, right? As many people get leaner, as they feel better about themselves, their confidence increases. And like how much better or how much more powerfully will you show up and influence people, whether it's at work, right? Asking for a promotion, whether it's as an entrepreneur, selling, marketing a service, whether it's in any other type of influence situation, like how much more change, positive change can you affect by being more of a confident individual? That is health flow that can come from feeling better about yourself, feeling better on the inside. What about being more productive, more creative, literally smarter, because it's shown that exercise can increase this um, hormone in your brain. I believe it's, uh, oh, I didn't write it down, uh, brain neurotropic something factor. It'll come to me, I'm sure, after the show's done. But like, it can literally increase your cognitive ability. Um, and overall, you generally feel happier when you are healthier. I don't think you need me to sell you on some of those things, but all these things, not only are these, not only is maintaining better health and wellness, health flowing, 
these incredible benefits, but those benefits actually can go on to actually making you more real money in life, right? Because if you are greater energized, if you're more productive, if you have greater creativity, if you're showing up happier, if you're increasing your influence and your confidence and you're communicating better because now you have the energy to be patient and not be cranky, generally those things all will allow you to make more money and attract more money to you. So it's that win-win. Health flow can also create real cash flow, right? It's because when, and when you have a life that is high in health flow, you are so much more likely to be able to have greater income, have greater influence and impact, develop deeper, more fulfilling relationships, do more cool, rad, great things in life, and essentially live a more fulfilling, meaningful life, which is what we all want. And that can come from increasing your health flow. So to wrap up, the reason why it's important, or it could be very, very powerful to change the importance and the value that you place on your health is when you begin to think of your health, your fitness, right? So like when I say though, those are big, broad terms. Let's unpack that real quick. When you think about that workout, going to the gym, making time for 20 minutes at the gym, making time for a 20 minute walk, making time to, um, or prioritizing buying a bag of salad at the grocery store. So you can include some greens some vegetables into dinner. All of these little things, when those become priorities, when we see those things as assets that we can invest into our health, those are building health equity. So as we age, we can maintain that super, super valuable ability to be independent, to do activities of daily living, to have a level of health and wellness that allows us to enjoy life, fully enjoy it as we age. Those little actions are compound interest that is building up our health portfolio again so that over time we're just getting more strong, more fit, more healthy, and maintaining that level for as long as we can. And then lastly, those actions benefit us not just in the future, like compound interest and equity is, but right now, those actions, investing in your health and fitness with those little actions actually can give you health flow, like cash flow, that you can enjoy right now in the moment, right? You can actually get the enjoyment and the, some of the benefits right now. So when you make the shift, when you look at your health as an asset, when you begin to prioritize investing in your health portfolio, when you can, how you can every single day, doing the things that you can do, you will begin to prioritize those things and you will all of a sudden begin to get better results. It's gonna feel easier, it's gonna feel more natural and you're gonna be able to maintain those results much more easily for the long term because it's become something that you subconsciously value. You're now a health investor, which is exactly where I wanna get you. Now, if you're excited about this idea of investing in your health portfolio, if you want guidance, the step-by-step processes that I would recommend that you do to build up your health portfolio over the next 90 days, whether that's losing fat and getting leaner, whether that's sleeping better, waking up with better energy, better vitality, mental clarity, et cetera, or just feeling more positive, upbeat, more like your real self, instead of just being tired, cranky, stressed, and annoyed constantly. If you're interested in that, I have a simple step-by-step program that we are just launching for the first time for you to do just that. 
This program is simple habits, one a week that you can pick the one you want to do. And these all are habits that will build into our life. So you can begin to increase your health flow right now. You can begin to build up compound interest with these simple habits and ultimately build up an awesome portfolio that's loaded with health equity by investing in your health and fitness beginning now. So this program's in its beta testing phase. So that means as a founding member, you will get an amazing price on this, the lowest price we'll ever have, as well as potentially some merch for being the founding member. So if that sounds interesting, if you want to invest in your health portfolio, the link to that program to join the wait list for when we announce the opening launch will be in the show notes. So jump that or go on that, give us your email. We don't send spam. And I'm excited to see you inside that program. Thank you so much for tuning in. Go invest in your health, become a health and fitness investor, and let's build up that portfolio so we can enjoy greater health and wellness for the long term so that we can fully pursue our purpose, maximize our impact, and live a deeply fulfilling life. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll see you next week on the Optimize for Impact podcast.